Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Shaky's Cricketing Journeys. Today is a very special um, episode for me. Uh, this brings, uh, brings back old, old memories um, of playing with this gentleman. Uh, many, many years ago now, probably over 10 years, around 10 years ago, we played together. Today I'm joined by Australian cricketer, um, leg-spinning genius, brother Fawad Ahmed. Asalaamu Alaikum, brother. Wa Alaikum Asalaam, brother. How are you? Alhamdulillah. Very well. Uh, woke, up, uh, woke up nice and early this morning because obviously we have a massive time difference between us. So um, I normally wake up a little bit later due to the rosy. Uh, I, I, I go to sleep at fajr time. Say, have my seri, do my fajr, go to sleep. And I wake up a little bit later. But for you today, I've woken up earlier. So if, if you can see my face looking still a little bit sleepy, I apologize. So how are yeah, you? No, ben, how's you, how's no, your ben, no, Ben, no, again. If you don't sacrifice your time or you're a little bit sleep, you know, your, your podcast not going to, you know, yes. click. So, you know, you have to lose something to gain something. So yeah, that's no. how things work in this world. Absolutely. I'm good. I'm great. Alhamdulillah. I can't complain. So I've been yes, really, uh, really how's, good. how's Ramadan been? Uh, Ramadan is pretty, pretty cruisy, Sam. Simple um, as, uh, as usual. Uh, the short days here in Australia. Um, pretty lucky. Uh, it's winter. Long, it's not winter. Long. It's autumn. It's autumn. Yeah, okay. I, uh, it's autumn, but yeah, pretty short. Very, very cold now. Uh, so you don't get hungry or thirsty, you know, short days. It's 11 and a half or something. Ooh. So, nice. Yeah, so, pretty good. Uh, yeah, but you, you guys going towards that time. So, we're going to get, you know, towards the summer and you're going towards the winter. Yeah, so, it's going to get really hard. Short in, I think it's going to be around 10 hours in, in, in London, uh, in Scotland and, and uh, England. Yeah, around 10 hours, 10, 11 hours. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it's going to be longer, like 17 hours here in Australia. But it is what it is, you know. But yeah, yeah it's been. Time goes fast like a water in the stream, you know. Mm-hmm. It was like yesterday when we started, and it was it's a 28 day. Hour was 28, two hours was 29. So yeah, so it's almost gone. Two days, maybe one day or two days left. So all yeah. good, alhamdulillah. Yeah. Like, and also, you had recently had a new arrival in your family, Marshall. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I haven't actually told too many people. Okay. Uh, it, ha- it haven't been on the social media, so. I don't. I'm, I keep my family to myself. You know, I don't. Okay. Uh, I'm. I'm a. I'm a more of an observer on social media. I'm not. Okay. You, you. You. might have realized. I just have only Twitter. Nothing yep. else. You know, like yep. no, no Snapchat, no, no Instagram, no Facebook, and and just Twitter. So I mostly use this for news and you know, and especially what other people are doing mostly. So. I do reply here and there, but I hardly tweet about things, you know. But yeah, yeah it's it's I'm I'm very blessed. Yeah, I'm I'm very happy. It's a it's a new chapter for me, and it's uh, something uh, uh, really, really, uh, uh, really something exciting. I wanted to, and I'm I'm really, I'm I'm really happy. I'm I'm really grateful as well. I'm glad to hear it. I'm glad to hear it. You may you stay may you stay blessed, brother. Now, one thing I'm noticing big time. Since the last time I met you, as you you formed a very good Australian accent, you know that is a <laughs> sounding you're sounding like a, a proper proper Aussie there. Um, that must have been uh, uh, you know it's been over the course of the years that you've been there now. I remember you had an accent that sounded like Borat when I used to play with. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Pakistani customs is obviously where we played together. Yeah. Pair Scorchers. Great to see you returning to play in the PSL for the Quetta Gladiators. Um, you played for the St. Lucia Zooks, um, Sydney Thunder, Trinbago Knight Riders, and Vancouver Knights, just to name a few. Obviously, Victoria is where you made your, um, you know, your, your first-class kind of real performances for Victoria and, and the, the Sheffield Steel competition. Um, unbelievable, brother. You know, when I, when I was spending time with you, you were playing for Pakistani Customs. I want to just touch on that. So, you made your first-class debut in 2005 for Abbottabad. Two matches, yeah. and you were dropped. What happened? What did you do? Who did you upset? <laughs> uh, yeah, I didn't upset anyone, but you have to make happy everyone. That's a tough thing yeah. to do, especially in Pakistan. Now, what's actually... We do have like a great cricket kind of a, it's called inter-district cricket, you know, the district best cricket in all Pakistan. I think I was, I was the second most wicket taker in the whole country. Uh, and then I got picked and that was the first time we have like a, an Abbottabad region team, you know, they, they, they announced the regional association team, you know, at that time and we, we got the right. So we were used to play for Peshawar. And then it was the first time and I got picked in. I played the first game. The first game was actually, was also in Ramadan. And uh, um, I was fasting. Um, I was uh, pretty, pretty uh, strict on their side and I was fasting. But the first three days uh, washed out in the rain. And okay. we were playing the last, yeah, so we were playing the last day and we bowled out for, because it was undercover and uh, it was pretty cold as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we had that, uh, the worst, uh, uh, earthquake in my in my life as well in 2005 when Pakistan I think lost 80 to 90 thousand people around you know okay. and we were in Abbottabad at that time so we were pretty in tough time because we didn't train much we went to Islamabad there was a havoc everywhere we went back home for a few days came back and then we started playing straight away and then we played one game it was uh, I think we bowled out around 180 or something and then we we're going to bowl and I think they smashed us, you know, they won by eight or nine, eight, uh, nine wickets. Mm-hmm. And I was the only one who took one wicket and I bowled only four overs. Okay. And that was the first time when I took the wicket on my first ball or in first over or something. Yeah. And that's it. And uh, then I, I played the last game of the season and I bowled only a few overs in that as well. And then I never played again. And then the next year, I, I did took the most wickets in, the, in my whole region. Yeah. But I didn't get picked. And then the next year, I played some grade two cricket for FFC, and then I went to. Then I played for for um, the next two three years. I just missed out on the first class cricket, and then I went to play for Pakistan Customs. Yeah, I, I have skipped a little bit, and it's important that I touch on this because your story is very interesting. You were born in February the fifth, nineteen eighty-two, yeah, in a place called Margoz. Have I pronounced that correctly? Yeah. Yeah. Tell me, about, tell me about your upbringing because I remember your story. I remember we used to sit and I used to be really interested to hear, you know, I'm blessed of coming from, coming from Scotland. My parents would drive me to all my training sessions. Um, I had pretty much everything very easy. Um, I, I, I can't, I can't I'm so easy. Um, but to hear, to sit and talk to some of the sacrifices you made, please tell me about your, your childhood growing up and some of the things you had to do to be able to play cricket. 
Well, we we loved it what we had at that time, you know, because sometimes it's a it's a blessing when you don't know about other things, you know. Like we even you don't know about the what's happening around the world or what's happening in the next city or something, you know, because the communication was so slow in in late in late eighties, early nineties, you know, and there's no internet, there is no other communications, you know, devices. You don't know much about the world, you know. What you see, there was only one channel. TV channels, you know, it was PTV and there was hardly something on it. You know, people used to watch just few shows, you know, from the Western, from America and England. And then there was few shows from Pakistan and that's it, you know. And we didn't know anything about, you know, what's happening in in England or in, in USA or in Australia, you know. So you don't know about the life. So you, you're happy where you're living. You know, you think that's the world. That's, that's the whole world to you, you know? You think the whole world is like that, you know? Yeah. It's different now, it's a different era now, you know, because because of the internet sensation and the smartphones and, you know, the computers, you know? We know everything about all the world, but at that time, there was there was such things, you know? Going to school, going to the uh, religious school after the school and then uh, doing homework and playing in the after, in the in the hour well, in the evening, you know, and then that's it. That was our day, you know. So something like that. It was it was it was nice. But two brothers, older brother, um, uh, in a in a in a house, you know. Father passed away when I was only just one, and then with brothers just playing sports and cricket all the time, you know. And different sport. We were just like a. Uh, we're playing seasonal sports, you know, but there, there was different sports at, at different seasons. And uh-huh. in winter, we hardly played cricket. It was more like a summer game. And, and then we used to play badminton. We used to play, play a lot of hockey, field hockey. Yeah. And hockey was very, very, very famous at that time, especially early 90s and 80s. Like cricket wasn't that famous. Yeah. And hockey was more famous. And we were pretty good in hockey. And uh, I think Pakistan won the World Cup in yeah. 1994, and Pakistan lost the grand final in 1990. So that was that was the time Pakistan was very, very good. And in 1992, Pakistan won the World Cup as well. So here with the cricket, it's just with the brothers at home and on the street, you know, playing in the. We have community centers, you know, like for for the like each family have one community center mm-hmm. for their family. So they they do the family things, and we used to use that community community center as a playground for everything because we were so so little you know yeah. it was still quite big for us you know playing hockey or volleyball or soccer or, or cricket you know so we used to play even marbles you know in the spring or flying uh, kites you know and there were some local games as well that you might heard of kabaddi and like kabaddi, those yeah. games you know yeah 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 so the, we, we used to play everything you know like it was and we used to start school in winter pretty late, like at 9 a.m. Yeah. And we used to get up early and then we we get together before school. So we used to play like at least one hour, some kind of sports just before going to school. Wow. And it was it was fun. Uh, and you, you have to make the most out of everything, you know, like you have to you have to you have to figure out, you know. Um, you need to you need to utilize everything, whatever resources you have. Hardly any resources, you know. Like even we will discuss how I played cricket, you know, first class cricket, you know, borrowing things from people. You know, I played I played my first class cricket, you know, I borrowed spikes from someone, honestly, and I never bought I never bought in spikes before. I remember you so telling in, me that. I remember you telling me that. 
Yeah. And that's 2005. That's not long ago. I used to play in a, in a, you know, like a, a cross trainers. I would yeah. say cross trainers. We, we, you can use them like for indoor, indoor cricket center, something yeah. like those ones. So I used to bowl always in the cross trainers. I never bowled in the sparks. And then when I started bowling in sparks, I got all oh, those, you know, cramps, you know, everything, yeah. you know, you, it's, you feel different. So, yeah. yeah, it was, it was nice, you know, well, we have had an amazing, amazing childhood, you know, school, it was pretty happy, very, very safe, you know, we live in a really good, beautiful area, like there's a river, there's, there is, and there is like uh, mountains, you know, it's very lush green, it's very clean as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know it's not the same anymore, unfortunately, because with the population is growing up, you know, and then, you know, you get a lot of problems because there's no planning and um, unfortunately such things back at home. But yeah, it was nice. Yeah, imagine going, the, the only, there was the only one, um, you know, mom's always, you know, telling us, you have to study, you have to study to, to be someone, you know, like uh, to, to to, to be successful in life and this that was the only thing we're doing study study and then later on just playing cricket never thought i'm going to be playing cricket out in school i played actually hockey you know there was no mm-hmm. cricket in our school you know cricket mm-hmm. is very expensive game mm-hmm. it was more like a hockey you get one stick and hockey stick and you just play with that stick you know for the whole season yeah so and there is only one ball and the ball lasts for long for, for yeah. very long yeah. time it's so. yeah so cricket pretty expensive so that was not even possible and the hockey hockey need a smaller ground you know and cricket cricket need a bigger bigger playground so it was easier so i played hockey in, in school but just just to be just to to make myself busy you know mm-hmm. and then i start playing proper cricket in, in when i was in in college no, it's, it's, it's amazing to hear about your childhood um Obviously, now I want to touch on when I first came across you. So I had um, I come over from Scotland. Um, I'd been I'd already been at the academy at customs for maybe five or six weeks before you arrived. Um, I had to kind of come over and prove that I could uh, I could perform there. So I played academy cricket for five or six weeks, um, and I'll never forget. We got close to the the week before the first class cricket started, um, and. Uh, this Afghani-looking chap arrived. I always used to think you looked Afghani. I didn't think you were like you, you are. You, like you say, people think you're more of an Arab. They think you're you're, you're, you're you've got that you've got that more light-skinned look. Um, yeah. You arrived uh, and straight away you approached me. You must have heard I was from the UK, um, and you came over and you started from the first moment practicing your English. Hi, I, that's why I thought you were Bora. That's why I used to say to you, you're like <laughs> used to be like, Hi, I know I'm Fawad. How are you? And you practicing your practicing your English um, and I remember the first day you said to me um, are you going to bat in the net I will bowl to you and I was saying oh I've just batted already and you were saying no 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 go on go and have a go, go and bat some more um, and I went into the net and that was the first time that I faced you um, and I was very impressed by what I'd seen you were obviously a very very lovely rhythm in your leg spin you had a very nice action you were getting good good revs on the ball so I was excited at that point because up until then, I hadn't really seen who was going to be playing for us in the, in the first-class competition. But as the players started arriving, you were one of the very first to arrive. Um, and we had some, we had some good practice. Um, and then, obviously, we shared a room, bunk beds. There was about, I think, maybe 12 or 13 people staying in the one bunk bed. I actually have got an episode with Blau Shafayat coming out. We joked about the fact that I used to always keep the air condition on. And Zahur Bai, Zahur Alai Bai, 
He used to always try and hide the remote control from me so I couldn't put the air conditioning on, but I couldn't sleep unless the aircon yeah. was on. Do you, do you remember those times? Yeah, no, I do remember. Yeah, because they people uh, get really get cold, and especially the people from Punjab and especially from Karachi as well. You know, yeah. they, so they're not much really cold weather over there, so they can't they can't really really you know pass the cold uh, yeah. uh, atmosphere. So yeah, uh, they they were hate, especially everybody was hating, you know, like, and he was uh, he, he was pretty nice, but he's kind of massive age difference, you know, as well. And yeah. plus, he played a lot of a lot of good cricket for, for Pakistan, and he was. Yeah. That was that was I think largest that was I think his last yeah, year, I think him, second last uh, year or something. I think him, Mohammed Hussein we had and Mohammed Zahid, yeah. all three of yeah, them they, played their last season. They were all very, very yeah. senior to the rest of us. Yeah, so they, they were they were very, very senior than us. You know, they played some really good cricket for Pakistan and in England and county cricket of you know, all over the world, you know. So they were kind of a kind of a bossy, you know, yeah, well. yeah, in yeah, a good yeah, way, yeah. not in a bad yeah. way, but yeah, yeah. there was yeah, Zahul, Bhai, we have. I'm still keep in touch with him. He's been, yeah. been really, he's been really nice. For, he's in the he's in the coaching now. But yeah, that was that was good time. I, I remember. I I have a little bit goldfish memory. <laughs> but if you remind me, I will I will it will just hit into my head. But, no, I, I, you know, also I, we also we used to eat food every night together. We had a great chef, little Shiraz Bhai, the little Bangladesh yeah, yeah. man. I, I remember. I remember he was he was. An absolute legend. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was amazing. He was the one of the best cook I have ever met. You know, in oh, life. unbelievable, was, unbelievable. He was so good. Yeah, you know, he was he was so kind as well. You know, because you guys came from from uh, from Scotland. You know, yeah. and we always talk. You know, on the side from you guys. Yeah. You know, these guys, you, you you and what's the other Bishan. kid name? Hisham Bashir. He left. Yeah. He yeah. left, you know. Left, yeah. He left early, and I said, as, "Oh, we were just talking. They they whinge a little bit, you know, all the time. You know, they've been keep complaining. You know, I know you're not used to. Yeah. But it was it was something different for us, you know. Like as I said, where we came from, you know, it was better for us, you know, mm -hmm. because we our my aim was just there for cricket, regardless, you know, where we staying, where what we eating. Yeah. Doesn't matter what's the what we getting from Pakistan customs or how is the flight, how is the accommodation. And yeah. you know how we how we spend time, you know, and that season, you know, like we we stayed in the house as well. Remember? Yeah, yeah. So we stayed right. in the house. Someone sponsored that house, and he said we're gonna stay in there and playing first class cricket. Yeah, it was unreal. And uh, yeah, it's it's that what well, the the different mentality, you know, what what you want in life, you know, that's what really uh, impact, you know, especially your behavior, uh, where you go and what you. I would say um, the important thing is uh, um, just how I'm gonna say it, you know, like um, expectations, you know. Yeah. So what's what's your expectations are, you know? So we say low expectation, you know, and less disappointment. So that was kind of a thing for me because I was there just only to play cricket, to play yeah. well, to perform well, and no expectation on the other side, you know. Like now I win. Now when I go to play overseas franchise cricket, you know, I whinge a lot about, you know, the flights and well, uh, I'm not going to go. Even, even, I, even I say I'm not going through this route because I got, I got stopped in USA yeah. a couple of times, you know, and they were asking so many questions and I was there like for 40 minutes yeah. at the airport. And, uh, and then last time when I was going to play for Zooks, you know, I said, I want to go through England because... No one bloody asked a single question over there at the airport. So I don't want to go through a USA. 
Yeah. It was 44 hours flight. But I said, I'm happy to take the 44 hour flight rather than the 28 hours flight through our USA. Yeah. Because I don't like it, you know. So no, I, I faced the same thing. We went to New Zealand for the under 19 World Cup, and I've only been in uh, America once in transit. I was going through LA airport, same thing. Me and Mani Bigbal, they took us to the side, they opened all our bags, and we were with the cricket team. We were in cricket tracksuit. Yeah. And they're treating same for me. Yeah, so I'm the same. I was, I was going, I was going on the Aussie tour to West Indies, you know, and we were we were same in the Aussie gear and everything. And my, my manager was got really scared, you know, and they don't know what to do because they were facing for the first time, and yeah, and they just put me put me in in the, on the side, and they were asking lots of questions, and they said, oh, what's going on? What's going on? And my manager and they they asked, you know, they told my managers, you don't need to come. He's yeah. the only one he's going to ask questions, you know? Yeah. And as soon as we're having, you know, what do you want to do here in the USA and how long are you going to stay? I said, it's a transit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm playing on another, another plane. I'm not even leaving the airport. Yeah, I'm going to stay here at the airport and just get the next flight. But they they were asking questions and at the end they asked me, you know, uh, do you want to come back? I said, no, thank you. <laughs> no, <laughs> thank you. There, there, there is more than 200 countries in the world than USA, so I might go somewhere else. Yeah. No, honestly, I feel the same way. Ever since I went there in transit, I've never went to visit USA. And honestly, it's not a place that interests me to go to because you, you kind of, it's not a very nice atmosphere for, uh, for us. It's, to well, it's, it's kind of a bigger picture of Australia. You know, I've been to Canada a couple of times now and been to USA. I've been there, like, to Miami and L.A., you know, I went went out, you know, I stayed there for a night and a couple of nights over there, and I went out and had a look around. It's just like the bigger picture of Australia. It's just a little bit more people, not a little bit, a lot of, lot more people yeah. in Australia, and it does look looks very, like, open, you know, how the, the beaches are, how the people are, you know, it's more like, it's very, very different than, than uh, Europe, yeah. but it's very similar to, like, Australia. Yes, but in winter it's different. It just gets really cold. But if you go there in like a summer and autumn, you know, or spring, it's it does look like very very similar to Australia. You know, it's just it's just the same, but it's just a bigger bigger picture. Bigger, bigger place. The whole thing, yeah, bigger place. So we started playing together uh, two thousand and nine. Oh, we played for Pakistani customs together. Um, uh, we played the first match against uh, Sui Gas at uh, Steel Town. Karachi. Um, this was a game that, you know, lives on in my memory. I was I was under pressure to perform uh, to prove I could play there. I was lucky to get a hundred in my first match. Um, I don't think you played that game. Did you play no, that no. match? So, so no, no, I didn't play the first two games. First two games because this was my memory. I didn't. How I didn't that? even went to the ground. That's right. That's right. You didn't. You even were, go to the we were, we weren't even allowed to go to the ground. There was just only few few guys were allowed, and then I was just I stayed in the in that academy and was just trained by myself, you know. And yeah. there was like a two few more guys. Yeah. But I used to I used to both a lot to Shahid Bhai. Shahid Afridi was used. Yeah, to that's right. He used to train. Yeah. Used to train there a lot. Yeah. So I, I, I used to I used to bowl to him a lot as well in the nets, you know. And he he would just he would just ask me to come and bowl to me, and then yeah, we had a, we had few some few good session over there. He used to train. Uh, in the gym and then bowling and then that's batting right. and he used that's to right. do everything, you know. So I was, and he will he will give some. There was a wicket keeper, I think, Ibrahim, Ibrahim Bhatt, someone. Mm-hmm. He was used to keep for him, you know, like those guys. And then 
Yeah, we, oh, I, 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 unfortunately, I missed that hundred. Yeah, that's no. I remember getting back after getting my hundred. You were one of the first people who came to me and congratulated me. You were so happy for me, um, and that's what, that's what my main memory of you is as a, as a person. You were a very loving guy, very very much a teammate. You know, you always supported everybody. You were not a selfish person. You know, if I wanted to get extra practice, I could say to you, "Come and bowl to me." You would bowl to me for as long as you need as, as I needed to bat. Um, you were you, you were a, you were a very kind person. Thankfully, I think politics of the of the academy kept you out of the first two games because Harris, I know Harris Khan wanted you to play. He was the one that had you know specifically brought you to the to the customs team. He was fighting yeah. behind the scenes to get you in the team, but there was other things going on behind the scenes that you know in Pakistan is out of our control. But you never changed your attitude. You kept your head down, and thankfully by by game three you had come into the side. One of the main performances I can remember from you is you took six for 109 against Karachi Whites. That was a, that was a great performance. Um, I also remember one game uh, in particular. We played against uh, National Bank, I think it was, at the yeah. Karachi Stadium. And you went out to bat and Mohammed Amir was bowling. And he was bowling <laughs> rockets, you know. He was, and he, he hit you everywhere chest, thigh, but all over your body. And I'll never forget, you never backed away. You, you, were, you were giving him chat, but he was giving you a lot of swears and having a word, and they were obviously cheering you. They were calling you Lala, and, you know, <laughs> making, talking Pashto to you, trying to take the mic. Yeah. And you just, you just started laughing, and you were saying, come on, no, I'm not. And I think you managed to bat for a good hour that day. But, you know, you yeah. took a lot of painful shots. Yeah, no, I remember that was that was pretty good actually. Um, we were we were four or five downs in four overs or something, yeah. and uh, he was oh my god, that was a that was a really really fast spell and yeah. it was swinging miles, you know. Yeah. I remember the first ball, you know, I went to bed and then went through the gap, you know, and I couldn't see the ball. Yeah, I said what's going on, and yeah, I, I went back throughout. Uh, there was few overs left in the day, and then I batted next day as well yeah. in the morning and. Yeah, it was, well, it was unbelievable. Amir was, that was his, you know, that was the start of his career. Yeah, he was, his, and, he, was uh, bowling, he was bowling rockets. Oh, yeah, he was fast and he was quick. And they were, you know, like guys, especially from, from that areas, from Punjab and from Karachi, they used to sledge a lot as well. Yeah, yeah. And especially when they know there's someone, well, it, it happens everywhere, you know, when you see someone who's young, you know, and especially in Pakistan, they really want to, you know, demoralize you or just, you know, to put you on the, on the on the back foot and uh, yeah. something like that and it was just sledging me big times you know yeah. and I got hit everywhere I was so yeah. so next next morning I was like kind of a blue everywhere you know yeah. because yeah. he was swinging so and you know Grace ball there was not Kuka yeah so it was Grace Grace is like the the bigger version of Duke yeah and it's just swung big time you know oh, I remember I remember you know, I was watching just thinking oh my god He's gonna kill him here because the ball was flying. Um, but you, you, you showed a lot of bravery, and it probably stood you said to go to Australia because you'd already been through some very tough situations uh, in first-class cricket. Because when I mean, you... actually, I bet it's six or seven. It, it wasn't my, it wasn't my spot. You know, I was, yeah, I, was, yeah. I, was, I, was I think people, I, was I think people were hiding in the changing room. Yeah, they were hiding, and I said I can go. And who, a hardest guy or. Oh, Jalalabai said, okay. 
fed up and yeah. then next next over someone got out and then i went to bed yeah and then i yeah bet it for a long time so it was it was funny but it was nice as well good experience yeah i was actually i actually got dropped in that game so we played the first couple of games i got because i got 100 and then i got a, a zero zero against the b bank <laughs> um and then harris by said to me in the morning of that game you're not playing and i remember i was annoyed i was thinking ah this is not this is not fair i scored 100 only at one match ago and then when I see Muhammad Talha and Muhammad Amir open up in the first morning, I was, <laughs> I was like, you know what? It's okay. I'm fine in this match. I'm happy to watch from the sidelines. I, I, I remember that. I remember that. And that's, that's what I told you. Well, you were lucky you're not playing. You're lucky. Yeah. <laughs> you would have had another duck as well, man. They, those two guys were bowling. They were bowling very, very quick. Yeah, yeah. That was the game where uh, little Ramiz Aziz made his name. He was yeah. only like five foot one or two. And he got, I think, 100 <laughs> against that attack. Yeah. And it was very, very yeah. impressive to, to watch. Uh, we, that was the thing. We had a very young, a lot of youngsters in the team. Karachi boys. Yeah. Some have gone on yeah. to play for Pakistan. Ramiz Raja went on to play for Pakistan. Um, plays in the yeah. PSL. There was Ramiz Aziz. Both very talented, talented players. Very talented. Yeah, yeah very talented. So, some, some good players. Yeah, there were some really good players in that, in that team. Yeah, I, I remember, you know, because... Mostly, there was there was some players came through our you know approach and they through our some people here, yeah, but most of the guys were just playing for the sake of cricket to to get an opportunity. You know, you you and Bilal Bai came from all the way from UK and yeah. and myself, you know, and there were some other guys, you know, they they were playing from rural areas. There was another leggy from who was from yeah, the, uh, I can't Sharkut, remember Sharkut? Him. He was a nice guy. Sharkut. Sharkut. Yeah, Sharkut, very nice. Yeah. Yeah, very nice yeah. guy. Yeah. He didn't, he, get chance, played, he didn't get a chance. He didn't get a chance very late in the season. Yeah, played one or two games, you know, and then Wakas was here from Australia, you know. Wakas, but there was yeah, Wakas Kudra. But there, there was a lot of guys. They were just there to play cricket, you know. And, and I know we have had a like a terrible season, you know, like yeah. a, we just only took you know in one game uh, first inning points, and then we yeah, lost that no, game as well against Wabda. Yeah, against Wabda and Sialkot, but yeah. Some sometimes you know like the the tough time make uh, and uh, make make more memories you know you remember yeah, yeah. them forever so and you learn a lot you know from mistakes especially when you lose when you when you win you know suddenly when you are really happy you forget about things you know you don't learn too much and when you are so busy in the in celebrating you know and going ahead you're forgetting about to to do the fine tuning but yeah when you are in tough time and you even if you don't do much make mistakes, you know, because it's a team game and the team make a lot of mistakes, you learn a lot from them, you know. And then you, it's kind of something in your head, back up your head, and it just keep telling you and reminding you, you know, don't do that mistake, don't do this mistake, you know. And then you learn from there, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's this how I learn as well, honestly, you know. And especially, especially when it's the time comes when it's really a little bit easing, you know, when it's easier a little bit, and then. You really go through smooth and nice, you know, and it's and, and it's easier for you to to take that and and then you go through nasty through that patch as well. So after top patch, when it's easier patch, you know, then it's easier, you know, to go through and and sometimes when you are in the start through the easier patch and then it's something sometimes it's come very tough. People get you know out of track, you know, and then they you never seen them, you know, to to be back, you know, on the track and. I have seen a lot of good players, you know, and that I have never seen them again, you know. When they are flopped and they're flopped and they're gone, they disappeared. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, you need to you need to be very mentally tough to go through the challenges. 
And I think that's something you always had. So, so my main memory was you always used to sit, you always used to ask me a lot about the UK. You were very curious. You wanted to know how, and you used to say to me all the time, I want to come to the UK. I'm going, and, and I used to say to you, um, you know, I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't know how you're going to come. It's hard to come to the UK. It's difficult to get a visa. And you used to say to me, no, 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 no. You watch. I'm going to come to the UK. So a couple of years, not, you know, not so much, even just pretty much, about as soon as I left Pakistan and I went back to the UK, I heard the news that um, you'd managed to, to not come to, you didn't come to the UK, but you'd managed to, mm. to leave Pakistan in 2010 um, and you immigrated to Australia through the Yugal Cricket Association. Mm. Um, you went to Australia, you applied um, when you arrived there for refugee status. Um, and there was also uh, the reasons for that where you were facing quite a lot of tough times um, in your kind of in your area where you live, which is on the border of, of Afghanistan, and um, because you were looking to coach cricket in the local area and you were facing a bit of a backlash. Can you tell me a little bit about that time? Yeah, it was tough, you know, back 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 at that time, especially around 2010 and 12. Eight, nine, ten, twelve, like that time, you know, it's a pretty, pretty tough time in Pakistan. Unfortunately, you know, it's it's a lot better now. It's completely, I think, it's it's completely cleared now. Yeah. Luckily, and we are very, very fortunate for that as well. So, but the thing, the thing is that at that time it was very tough. Especially when I left, there was a couple of um, uh, army operation there as well in my area. You know, where I used to play cricket. You know, mm -hmm. in my hometown. You know, Abbottabad and the the mountain areas were not far as well. And then. It was tough. It was it was tough for everyone, for the normal people as well. I know we were used to, to it, you know, but a couple of guys, you know, from my hometown, they were my friends, you know, they got killed as well um, in the bomb blast as well. There was personal attack as well. Uh, I used to work with my friend, you know, for an NGO. They got kidnapped as well, you know, so there was threats for everywhere, you know, everywhere. So you, whatever you do like over there, you know, back in the days, you know, like uh, any, any kind of, you know, like a development site, you know, recreational side you know and it was it was just for some reason to i wouldn't say i wouldn't say who were there but they were just like a terrorist you know like they, yeah. they unfortunately they were terrorizing people you know people called them a lot more a lot of people misuse the name of taliban as well you know mm -hmm. uh, they some of them like the there are some bad people they use just use the name of taliban and they say yeah. so sending letter asking for money you know and kidnapping for ransom and you know like just just to create unrest in the community mm -hmm. something like that for sometimes there is no reason to do things you know unfortunately and uh, like we, we face that everywhere in the world you know for some reason like there are some terrorist activities around the world you know and they are for there for no reason yeah like there is no reason you know like so i would say like that incident happened in, in New Zealand, you know, there was no reason. Yeah. And that happened, you know, but sometimes people just create that atmosphere and to want just to seek the unrest in the community and in, in the area, you know. So yeah, same thing happened to, to us as well, the whole community as a community, not just just um I would say just to me personally as well. But there was the whole community we were we were on the on the threat and we were we were on the unrest, you know, there was no life. And uh, it was going from bad to worse until 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 last three four years has been really good. Mm -hmm. But for last, I would say there was there was that last longer for almost ten to twelve years. 
-hmm. and that was so bad that was tough you know you you are you were scared to go out you were scared to do anything there were so many things happening around you you know every single time you were scared you know something that come at night time you people see there was such a safe and beautiful area and you were so scared to go as soon as it's getting dark in the evening yeah. actually you know so like yeah it was it was tough in that sense you know and then as i used uh, i asked you as well you know i wanted to to go out you know and to pursue my career as well and and it wasn't just about to career either just to to find a safe life you know and yeah. to to help my family as well myself as well and and it was just could be anywhere would have been anywhere you know but i wanted to go somewhere i can play cricket as well honestly yeah. because there there was my kind of um, something i would say a plus point you know is some kind of a you know like a degree an extra degree with me you yeah. know so i can have an extra option you know mm-hmm. so uh, i didn't even play the first season here in australia either and i thought okay just forget about cricket you're not going to play cricket just just before we go into just before we go into cricket for that by how did you how did you do all this you know there was this um, yogi yogai cricket association yogali 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 cricket association how did you how did you get over there like i want to know how did you how did you get to australia it was so uh, it was so easy at that it was meant to be you know yeah. when when it's meant to be it happens you you will see there are there are you know like things happening for you and that at that time one of my i after you guys i got selected for everybody region again yeah because i performed so well i took 19 or 21 wickets something for pakistan custom and yeah. in five games and in only five innings we yeah. i i don't think so we have played any game with two balling <laughs> you know and then so so every time we got out twice you know we had to follow on yeah. most of the time <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we have to bowl only once uh, i took 19 20 wickets or 21 so i got when i went back that district cricket got selected again for hyderabad region and one of my friend he used to he played one season here for that association here in australia Mm-hmm. and he said he got selected and he was playing then and he said some reason i'm not going because i'm going to miss out yes. he said i'm going to miss out half of the season so if you want to go you can go but i applied before the before yeah. before before playing for everabad region again in 2010 mm-hmm. and 29 late 20 uh, 2009 so yeah he said i'm not going he emailed the president and he said and when he had a look my you know to my resume and um, it was pretty good because i i recently played for pakistan customs and i was then going to play for um afrabad region as well and it was pretty recent you know and i was yeah. performing well yeah. especially leg spinner there's like a not many leg spinners you know around the world you know even in even in club cricket either you know like in first class cricket so yeah. there was not many especially in country like australia there was hardly any leg spinner in the whole country and mm-hmm. they said okay come over and then or skip calling to the to the high commission you know when i'm going to get my visa you know so i want to get away because i was i wasn't going back home you know very often because the things were going pretty bad and uh, i was actually playing four day cricket then we we played one day cricket as well just before one day cricket in february 2010 i got my visa within a week i left and then the next phase yeah yeah time. i mean you amazing amazing you 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 arrived and arrived in australia um initially you had obviously had refugee status um 
you were uh, you played in the local local club lo local club Premier Division Victoria, and you played for uh, Melbourne University, which is where you yeah. started to announce yourself um, in the in the in the local area as a talent. And in 2012, you became the Infinity T20 cricketer, best bowler in the T in the Infinity T20 cricket tournament. You you, you got the best bowler status. I, you know that was that was a great achievement. Do you remember? Do you remember that well? Yeah, yeah, I remember. No, I played first for Hopeless Crossing. It's like a more score Victorian type of cricket association. Bilal Bhai was there at that year as well. Oh, right. He was playing for some club as well, and Bilal Bhai came with his brother, and oh, he was they were both together. Yeah. I didn't know that. So Bilal Bhai was there as well, and I took literally like 57, 58 triggers in 11 games and in the season. You know, I literally took five plus in every single game. Wow. So, yeah, and uh, uh, I played for Hopeless Crossing. It's more, it's uh, less than great cricket. So Melbourne Uni above, you know, it's just been the state cricket, Melbourne Uni. It's mm -hmm. called great cricket, you know, you might have heard a lot of it. So, yeah, yeah um, I played Hopeless Crossing. We were champion at that time. Next year, we lost the semi final. And then I was playing just T20 cricket as a guest player for Melbourne Uni at that year when I was playing for Hopeless Crossing. And then Infinity Cricket is more on the community side as well. And then in 2012, I started playing for Melbourne Uni because that was the only time uh, when I realized I can play bigger cricket. Yeah. So I need to give up. Even I was getting paid from Harvest Crossing, you know, they find me a job as well. That was the that was the main reason to play. It was just for fun, you know. I wasn't yeah. playing for anything serious, like gonna play for Australia or gonna play for Victoria or something like that. But it was just just more like a fun cricket, you know. I was itching, you know, to play cricket and. I was in my twenties, you know, and uh, especially for spinner, you get better only when you when you're thirty, when you're thirty plus, you know. And there was a time when I was really itching, you know, I want to play some cricket, and and that's why I played to find a job to make to to make more, you know, connections, you know, in the community to mm -hmm. find the ways how to live here in Australia, you know. And I was finding ways, you know, like I'm making connections and. Cricket was the was the biggest ladder I have used, you know, and it helped me a lot as well. And oh, I know Almighty Allah helped me a lot as well. But the, on the on the other side, ground realities, yeah, cricket was one of the one of the top ladders that I have used to to engage myself to 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 get through that, you know, a transition period, yeah. you know, from being a from being a very um, um, laid back. Uh, slow, used to slow lifestyle back in yeah, Pakistan, yeah. and you know, from rural area, a country boy, a proper country boy, you know, yeah. and uh, to used to a very slow life and getting to Australia, Melbourne. Since I have moved to Melbourne, is the most livable, livable city in the world for the last ten years, yeah. and it is it is an unbelievable city. I love it, but it's so the life was completely different. And then, yeah, yeah I, I went to play cricket, you know, and then. When I start playing for Melbourne Junior, I realized that's the time where I can play. I thought maybe I play only one or two games for Bush Rangers. You know, I love the name as well, Bush Rangers. Yeah. It, it has been removed now. It's just called the Victorian team. Yeah. But it was the Bush Rangers. You know, I loved it. And by the time when I went there for a training session, I, I, this the story begins. I'm, I'm going ahead of your question. Oh no, that's fine. I'm happy because I was going to come to that. Um, you signed with the Melbourne Renegades after uh, giving a given a a special no. Initially, your application was denied. 
for uh, for. Okay, so, so the thing is that what what happened when I was playing for Hopeless Crossing, I thought I'd do some coaching courses. Yeah. And I I I done my level one, and then I went to to do my level two course, and then one day, you go to watch the bush training training session, and I was just in my casuals, and uh, when I went there, we were just behind the nets, you know, and asked the coach, you know, by that time it was Greg Shepard. Uh, we have some amazing time. We're still in contact. He's hey, he's he's a great man. Uh, and um, I asked Greg Shepard and and who was the who was the assistant coach? Forgot his name. So yeah, Simon Helmet and I asked them, "Can I bowl?" And they just looked it up to me. They said, "What do you do?" I said, "I bowl spin." Uh, I said, "What do you do spin?" No, I said, "Leg spin." Okay, this is come. And there was like. June, June, June 2011, June or July. Yeah. Like I, I finished cricket in March, April, May, June. Uh, no cricket for three months. Yeah. No bowling, nothing. And I just said, okay, I want to bowl, you know. Yeah. And Bobby Coyne, Bobby Coyne next year in 2012, he played for Australia. Yeah. And he's so tall. He's six four, six three something, left-handed, opening best. And I thought he's a fast bowler. Yeah. And I went there to bowl. First ball I bowled. Through the gate, indoor, that, indoor cricket, through the gate, now Mr. Stumps, but went through the gate and uh, he said, what ball? Yeah. I thought, I got him, you know, he's not going to pick it. Next ball went, ball the wrong one, he went the other way Yeah. and the ball went the other way. And when I looked back, David Hussey, Aaron Finch was there, Cameron White was captain, Chris Rogers, um, Maxi was getting in at that time, you know, that was his start. And Clint McCaw was there, Peter Siddle there, James Patterson wow, there, wow. John Hastings there. They all played for Australia. They were all there. Matthew Wade there. Everyone was there. And I said, wow. And then the coach asked me a lot of questions. What do you do? I said, I'm here for coaching. Coach. He says, what do you do here? I said, I'm living here now. I moved here to Australia. He said, can you just stay here? Everyone went back to the coaching classes and I stayed there and I bought for an hour. Wow. And then, then I went back to the coaching course and I was almost, I was so sore yeah. and I almost fell asleep in the, in the course as well because I was so <laughs> tired. And that was the time when I started, you know, I used to come every single day for that pre-season, throughout the season. I used to take the time off from the job, you know, I'm not feeling well today. <laughs> My car is broken, you know, I'm pretty late today. And then because they're playing full time and I just yeah. go, I want to bowl, I want to bowl, you know. And I used to get like, a, I was, I was, I was uh, doing like a part-time job. So I was mostly on, the, on call. So I, I, I used to get like a two, three days off, you know, in a week. So I was just used to work two, three days only. And then on a day when I was not working, you know, I was the only person in the whole warehouse or in, in my whole friendship, you know, zone. Yeah. I was the only one was so happy that I'm not working today. So that I can go and train with Bush Rangers. So yeah. Then when I start up, I, I become really close to them. They used to know me and I was pretty frank with them, you know, and then I used to bowl with them in the net. So I used to train with them with Hoppers Crossing and Melbourne Uni at the same time. Plus I was working a very, very hard laboring job as well. Yeah. So that was my this was my weekly thing, you know, to go and on the side there was another tension. My visa got refused a couple of times and and then there was the there was the time when I completely signed with the Melbourne Uni. The only reason so they can help me. So the president of the club, it was he was the new president at that year. 
and he used to play with uh, James Sutherland, yep. the then CEO of Cricket Australia. So they were the they were part of the championship club championship team, and they used to play together for Melbourne Uni. And he said, "We need some help for this guy. You know, he's a that's a genuine case, and that's a he's a, he's a good cricketer, and he needs some some help for the visa." And then the Cricket Australia helped me a lot as well. And then it, it was the whole Hope is Crossing plus Melbourne Uni plus the, some community people. And then when it when it goes to the Ministry uh, or Prime Minister intervention, you know, and then you ask the Prime Minister, you know, is this how got in was September, was September or July? I got like a 28 days from the from the government from the immigration department that you're gonna leave the country, and uh, this. You, you need to make sure you pay all your debts and you need to make sure you book your flights and pack your bags. And in 28 days, if you don't get a visa, you have to leave. Mm -hmm. So I was almost ready for everything. And then yeah, one day I was, I was actually just came from the job and I was praying. I was on the prayer mat. I got a call from the, uh, from my president. He said, yeah, you got the visa, but there is other story because I got picked, uh, I got called from the, from from Australian team because South Africa was coming that year mm -hmm. early in the season and I got a I got a call from um from from my president they want you to to come over there and train with them because they're gonna face Imranta here and they never face Imranta here and there was no yeah. other leg spinner in the whole country yeah. and I I trained with the Australian team in 2010 and 2011 mm -hmm. uh, during the summertime at the MCG Test match so. The Boxing Day Test match, and then I I bowled really well. I got like everyone. I was when I bowled to Ponting first time, pretty Ponting. You know, I used to just love him batting. And then Shane Watson there, Mike Hussey there, and you know, like Justin Langer. There's a batting coach, Mickey Arthur was at that time as a coach, and yeah, I was so excited, you know, to bowl to all these. Michael Clark was there, you know, and I was bowling so well in the nets because it was start of the season, and I was spinning the ball, you know. Yeah, nicely, and there was there was pretty dry, dry season, dry summer. So the ball was spinning all the time, and and um, then they asked me to come and train with us, you know, uh, at um, at Gaba. So I went there for four or five days and uh, I trained with them. And there was the there was the season when the when Imranta here went for two hundred plus runs or something. That's the worst ever. You prepared um, you prepared them you prepared yeah, them well so, there. He went. He went for more than seven an hour, more than two hundred yeah. runs in an inning, and no wickets. Uh, and then, Ponting was amazing. The first day when I went there, I went there at night time to Brisbane. Yeah. In the morning, at uh, lobby in the hotel, I was going to to have a breakfast. You know, getting ready for a training session, and uh, Ponting was sitting there in the corner, uh, reading newspaper, and he shook a hand. He says, "I'm Ricky." And I said, "Yes." I went there way back in the in the corner, you know, as as you know, in the start, you know, yeah. I thought, what I'm going to talk to them? They're not going to talk to me. They just come, come, come over. Yeah. Just, man, he's, he was so so generous, amazing. He said, "How are you doing?" He didn't ask me anything about cricket. He says, "I know, I pass you. You're a pretty good bowler. Tell me about your family. How things going in Pakistan? You know, is it setting up now? How's your family? How's um, how's everything back home? How are you feeling here?" And he gave me his, his phone number. And he said, "It's my phone number. If you need anything, any help, don't hesitate to text me or call wow. me." Wow! Wow! And after the, 
after after when I went back from the from Brisbane uh, home, you know, that was when our case was with the case with 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 the Prime Minister and the Immigration Department. Uh, when we were pushing them hard, you know, through our Cricket Australia, through our community, I got a lot of supporting letters and everything, you know. Mm-hmm. They they asked me, we can do one thing, we can do like a non-protection visa. Some of our protection visa completely refused. But they said we can give you like a former resident visa. But that's kind of like a, an elite athlete, you know, sportsman. Yeah. But we need we need some recommendation from someone that this guy is good enough to play for Australia. Ricky and then Ponting. I got a Ponting, I message him and uh, I call him and he said, my manager will call you. I didn't even know. I thought he's got a manager as well. <laughs> so I didn't know at that time, you know, the people looking after the and you know, there, there are some people called agent or managers. Yeah. And said, uh, his managers, I said, I need some support and he wrote down. This guy is good enough to play for Australia if you get a residency or citizenship, you know. He can play state cricket as well. As soon as I send that letter, next day my president called me. He got the permanent residency. Happiest day of my life. I you was must so have, excited. Yeah, must have been, yeah. a, must yeah. have been a great feeling, yeah. brother. Must have been, you must have been so thankful to Allah SWT. But what a story. Yeah. That Ricky Ponting had influence as well. And you get big influence. Yeah. And you getting and getting that over the line. And I was, and the, the the good thing about Ricky is that I was training everything with Victoria, but he got me a letter from Tasmanian uh, yeah. Cricket Association. They, if he if he get a residency, we will give him a contract. But then I got a contract with Victoria, and he said, "Okay, better you stay in Melbourne, you know, rather moving to Hobart and playing over there because they got Xavier Doty at that time as well, yeah. and it was easier to play here." And on a day when I got my residency, I went to Cricket Australia the next day. To see to to see the to say thanks to some guys and there was a board meeting of Cricket Australia and uh, the guy who really helped me who worked for Cricket Australia so he's dealing with government and Cricket Australia mm-hmm. relationship so he said there is a board meeting would you like to, I would like to introduce you to them and there was a board meeting and before that you can't play as a local if you are a permanent resident you have to be a citizen yeah so. On the same day, they were just there and they says, no vote against that. And they says, we were from now on, if anyone is a permanent resident, he can play domestic cricket as a local. So on a day when I went there next day, they says, you can play as a local. And then I got picked for Victoria and I got picked for, especially for Melbourne Renegades as soon as I got a permanent residency. So, and they changed the law yeah. to play as a local. And then I and then I played for for I played only one game for for Melbourne Renegades, but the best the best was uh, to play for uh, for Victoria. That was amazing, you know. In the last two three games, up three games of the season, and that was my start of my career. You know, when I performed really well, when I played really well. Yeah, and two. And I find that I I find I find out pretty late. You know, there was like when I was playing great cricket for Melbourne Uni. My president told me there always someone was around there from Cricket Australia to look at I me, mean, what he, what he's doing on the field, you know, how he's bowling, the attitude and everything. So he said there was always someone. I didn't know that. Yep. So he said there was always someone was watching on you like a selector or someone, you know, just to, to keep an eye on you, how this guy's improving, what he's doing, you know. Yep. So they were just, just, you know, like um, there was a dog watch on me all the time. <laughs> 
I mean, because I remember the first big um, big thing I seen was an article with Stuart McGill and Shane Warne. Um, and obviously that was then I was like, I was telling all my friends that I played cricket with this guy. This guy was my teammate in Pakistan. You know, I, I, he's, his story is amazing. Um, but they said, both of them said, that you're the best leg spinner in Australia since then. Yeah, it was pretty, pretty big. Uh... That was that was a kind of thing a little bit uh, get wasn't getting into my head, but there was a massive statement, you know. And people were saying, even McGill was saying, uh, McGill, it was McGill and uh, Damien Martin." Okay. Oh um, yeah. Sorry, not worried. Had, right, Damien Martin. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, I had a session with them after the after the season was finished. You know, I went there and Cricket Australia asked me, you know, if you wanna go and bowl with uh, Stuart McGill and get some tips from him, you know. Mm-hmm. And when I bowled to uh, Damien Martin in the next, you know. And uh, I was bowling so well at that time because I was in a, such a good headspace. Everything was, I was daydreaming and things were happening for me. And when you are, as you, you know, it's just normal human being. When you are in a good headspace, you know, mm-hmm. you, your body reacts really good to everything, even in normal life, not just about cricket. You know? And there was, a, there was a time when my, my head, my headspace was really in good time. Uh, I was feeling really good. And, I was um, in a good headspace and I was uh, happy and performing well and I had a really good, good short, short start season, you know. Uh-huh. And I left, I left Hope was Crossing, VTC Cricket, moved to Melbourne Uni for no, for no money, for nothing. Yeah. And after three years, I got upgraded to, to state contract as well. There's like, there are points, you know, yeah. you get upgrade when you play certain amount, certain amount of games and, Bye-bye to the labor work, the hard labor work. Thank you. Yeah, I got, I got almost all together, I would say, 100 grand in, yeah. the, last, in the last month of the season. So in the right. one month, 100,000, oh, I said, oh, this is something special. Yeah, I was, that was not in anyone in my mind. I didn't even knew that unless I signed the contract. You know, when I played the last game, they said, you have been upgraded. And that was the last game of the season. Yeah. The last game of the season, I got upgraded to the to the contract, you know. Yeah. And I would have been doing nothing after that pre-season. The next season, I might get over the contract, you know. So there was you something. Okay. You know, financially, financially, at that point, you were all right. You were thinking, this is this is. Yeah, just yeah. The, the, uh, it was, it was definitely, you know, like um. um all the hard uh, work, brother. All the hard work. Yeah. All your fresh, hard work. I'm a very happy change, you know, from in my life. And suddenly I was thinking, you know, very, very hard to play for Australia, work hard, you know. But at that time, I got lost a little bit in a sense that I, uh, in early 20s, after the season, you know, when I went to Scotland, you know, that was my first game. I w- actually, I didn't play that side game. Um, the day I arrived, uh, Australia A team was already playing a, a game. Yeah, that's right. Because I had... I had a I had an issue with my passport, so because there was no Aussie passport, Pakistani passport, and my passport was already expired, and I have to go to to get a new passport. You know, it was it was a lengthy process. Then I got my visa when I went there on a tour. Um, uh, I didn't play it in Scotland, but I played only in Ireland. Then I came back home, you know, and then they they changed the rules for me to get the citizenship. Then I went to. Zimbabwe and South Africa for the A tour. I took the most wickets on their tour and then I went to play one day in T20 and I got my debut in, in Scotland as well. So 
That was the second time you I went played, to uh, you Scotland, played, yes. You know, before that, you made your, you, you obviously signed with Melbourne Renegades. You were given, that, that was a great start to your, your career um, in, in professional cricket. January 2013, you played the big. You started playing the Big Bash. Um, you were then selected to play to the, to the West End, against the West Indies for the Prime Minister eleven, which was another very prestige moment yeah. for you. 2000 and, uh, 2014, 2015 season, you played in the Bupa Shield final. You returned with figures for eight for 89 um, and 40 overs, which included nine maidens. What what a performance! Uh, July 2013, you were granted your Australian citizenship. September, the 3rd of September 2013, you came to my country, Scotland, not my official country, but where I where where I live. Um, and you played. Um, you know, I I was lucky enough many years before I played against Australia in an ODI at the Grange when uh, Mitchell Johnson, Brett Lee, all these players were still playing. Unfortunately, I couldn't get through to the Grange that day to see you. I was very sad about that. I had work on that day. But you played in a, an ODI at the Grange versus Scotland. You returned with, so that was your first game, your debut in ODI. You returned figures of 10 overs, one for 39. You played against my good friend, Majid Huck, um, who bowled quite well in that game as well. You, you fairly gave us a, a Majid Huck always get. I was talking to him late last night over message, and he was he was saying that he had Finch stumped, and we missed the stumping chance, um, and then Finch uh, obviously got 150. The other opener got 100, big hundred as well. You guys won quite comfortably in that game. What was it like playing in uh, playing in Scotland? Yeah, it was good fun. It was it was definitely good for me because it was my first game for Australia in the colours, you know, and my uncle was there and. Uh, my cousin was there as well, and it was it was good. Scotland, beautiful country. It was uh, it was my second time. Yeah. Uh, when I went there, and it was nice. The feeling was all to play for for Australia. It's just uh, to enjoy myself, you know, to get there. I bowled really well. There yeah. was a couple of drop, easy drop catches as well. But yeah, yeah, there was there was there was nice, and I was more more getting ready to to play against England as well, you know, in the next tour, yeah, in the one day series, you know, so. Yeah, it's a great feeling, you know. I, I was a little bit lost, you know, in that time before that, before that air tour, because I was so busy in the in the political things, you know, and yeah. the citizenship side plus media. But there was off season April, May. We don't play any cricket here in Australia, mm-hmm. and I didn't train much, you know. And honestly, when I went there without any training, you know, I I admitted I didn't perform well the way I should, you know. And there was there was lack of, you know, that you know. Um, continues uh, our performance, and uh, the I would say that I was struggling with the repeatable action, you know, as well a little bit, you know, when you are playing after a long time, when you are involved, you're distracted, you know, and, uh, yep. and a lot of other things, you know. So that was the only time. So, but, but, but at, I, the, I bought, at the same time, for by it's only natural. I mean, you were going through such a such amazing life changing moments that it's only natural for a human being to maybe. Lose track a little bit of of what's happening, you know, reality before eight, you put your eight months. Eight months ago, nine months ago, I was playing just great cricket. Yeah, just great cricket as a normal club cricketer, and now I'm playing for Australia. Yeah, within that's course crazy. of eight nine and months, you, you know, you've got, and you've got your citizenship, you've got your settlement, everything, 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 everything. So, uh, yeah, there was there was and there was unbelievable. So just within course of eight and nine months, you're doing. <laughs> You know, you you 
there's a there's a massive change you know in your life and um yeah it, it was tough you know and traveling as well a lot of traveling and uh yeah that that because yeah your performance against England I watched you closely obviously in that series unfortunately like you say you probably didn't really return with figures that you wanted to England England were playing very well at that time as well um, yeah. it was a tough probably a tough educational experience and, for you and condition condition was pretty tough actually because it was bloody cold over there you know you're playing yeah. night games you know and I wasn't used to it because mm-hmm. you're playing summer cricket here Sorry, I'm gonna I'm gonna put a charge in, in my. No phone. problem. No problem. I don't Thank wanna you, don't wanna lose you, sir. Yeah, the the problem was the problem was. Sorry, I'm gonna move a little bit. There. No, no, it's fine. I'd rather that than your battery dies. Yeah, it's only ten percent, sir. Let's see. Hopefully, it holds nicely. And a little bit of struggle. No, it's all good now. Oh, we're all good. So, yes, charging now. Good. Oh, good. Yeah. So, yeah, it was uh, it was tough. Yeah, the condition was pretty tough. You know, I'm not I'm not I'm not whinging about it. You know, I'm not complaining, but I should have been. There was no such kind of like a, uh, I would say, information. You know, or a little bit. You know, to get you know, educated about it. You know, so to how the conditions gonna be it was just happened it yeah. just happened you know you never really had because much I was, time i, I was i wasn't probably, ready either, probably you, you know? have a couple of years to prepare mentally for i'm going yeah. to explain yeah. i'm getting ready for those conditions you had no time whatsoever yeah, yeah so the, i wasn't i was honestly ready enough you know for that level either even i bowled so well in the second t20 i bowled really well in the against scotland and and one 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 day yeah. So I bought I bought pretty pretty good in three games, not so good in two games. So I think I still it, it was still a win win for me. So I bought really well in two 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 uh, three games and not so good in two games. And and then you coming back home and playing next season, mm-hmm. and then people think, oh, he was okay. He was just another ordinary spinner. You know, he didn't perform well the next mm-hmm. level and. There was kind of that thing, you know. It was uh, getting into my head. Um, you know, as you know me, I was pretty tough guy. I'm, I'm very tough on myself, honestly. Yeah. When I went hard, you know, on myself, I worked really hard. There wasn't a really good season for me because they always say the second season is the tough one, you know. And I didn't. I performed still well. I, I took 28 or 32 wickets, uh-huh. and in shield cricket, that's pretty reasonable because the wickets are the slightest wicket on the planet Earth. Yeah. In in Australia. Uh, not many spinners, they smash spinner here that because the fast ballers are so good and so fast. Whenever the spinner comes, they just take charge on spinners and they, they say, this is the time when you make runs, you know, before mm-hmm. the captain take him off from the yeah. from the spell. So it's, that's, that's, that's the main thing here in Australia. As soon as you go from the ball one, it's just like you're playing T20 cricket when you play four-day cricket here. Yeah. It's so tough. So you have to be right on the money. Then I changed my mentality, you know, with the time I learned a lot, you know. So I used to start the four-day cricket, you know, as a as a T20 game, bowling really fast, pick through yeah. the air, back up the length, you know. Mm-hmm. And bowl a few maddens when going 10, 10 runs in four or five overs and then I start to to cash myself, you know, a little bit get into the rhythm. So that's a different story. But yeah, it was tough. The next season was tough. And after that, you know, in 2014, I went to play club cricket in from nowhere, playing for playing for Australia, everything. 
not so performing so well in in uh, in domestic cricket was pretty good 28 30 wickets some pretty good i was still the most wicket taker i think for my team and we 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 finish on the bottom so we finish on the bottom it was pretty tough for us and it was it was a rough season you know for the whole victoria and for myself as well you know the dreams was was crashing yeah. something like that you know from down perpendicular and coming back like that again yeah i was tough you know i was tough when away went to holland played club cricket there mm-hmm. explored europe i went to england i went to scotland you know yeah. just for holiday yeah. you know and there was there was some tough, there was some time off you know between the season you know in the uh in the between the matches you know and then i had a time off went to belgium germany france you know i just forget about you know what's happening in australia pre-season yeah. no pre-season my trainer and my physio keep texting me are you training are you doing i said you will i will be fine when i'm back you know i'm, yeah. I'm playing cricket i'm happy yeah. i'm performing well here and i had a really amazing four months you know and then my coach was calling me you know you need to come back you need to play at least pre-season games you yeah. know the practice games so that can you can be ready for the season and it was it was something big for me that i wanted to perform so well to to prove myself it wasn't just a political card people used to say you know you you know you you read and you see on the social media people say oh he just got he's he, he's not that good he's got lucky he got he, they used him as a political card you know religious card or whatever it is and as a mm-hmm. as a sympathy and you know i was i was pretty upset you know to get that level on me and i was say that doesn't feel good you know i need to work really hard and i went back and i went spent i left the, i didn't finish the season in holland and went back home and it was pretty cold back home and then start training with the strangers and there was there was the season what i wanted i wanted to play well perform well to get back to the australian side and to 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 send a message you know to everyone that i'm not just a sympathy card i'm not just a political card you know they have used on me and i got a chance you know i got lucky now i took the most wickets 48 wickets in the season see that there's still the record in the in shield, shield cricket they playing for 130 odd years yeah and there's still the there's still the record in the grand final eight for 89 so well, it, it, uh, i'll i'll 89 Um, who did you get out name some of the people that you got out in that and the innings oh was there was uh, adam vogis uh, he he had the best season you know he we were both selected in the australian squad so he made 13 100 or 14 something runs that season uh, sean marsh was there i think uh, uh, there there was some some Ma- Ma- marcus harris was there he made 150 in 18 in the second inning as well mm-hmm. um uh, ashton aga was there um the uh, some 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 good players um uh Nathan Kultanal was there so some they're really good team they were playing the grand final back to back final as well yeah. and yeah it, it was the time when i took the most wickets you know that's what i wanted to perform well to send a message to to get back to the side uh there was the there was the year australia won the world cup as well the grand final as soon as we finished the grand final Australia won the World Cup grand final as well. They when they were celebrating, they invited me to the. Um, it was in Melbourne, so 
dad and Lehman called me, come over. Michael Clark asked me to come over. You know, Jana's the celebration. It was only team and family. Yeah. No one else was allowed. Yeah. And I really enjoyed, you know, I went there. I was a little bit, you know, naive and I was just on the side, but I really enjoyed. I had a good, make a good friendship with you guys. You know, there was Australian players as well already there. Victorian, mm-hmm. sorry. And become a very good friend with, you know, like someone like David Warner. Yeah, uh, and, I've uh, seen, yeah. I've seen, I've seen on Twitter, um, and a couple of times, and uh, different things. You know, these guys are. There's a lot of love. I've seen some footage of you in the changing room with a lot of the Australian players, and David Warner especially. He seems like he's very, very close with you. He got a lot of love for you. Yeah, yeah. Now we, we are, I had like Maxi and Peter Siddle and Finchy. They're my teammates here from from Victoria. David Hussey and Chris Rogers. You know. Chris Roger was there at that time as well. And then, yeah, um, um, Dave Warner became a good friend because I played with him in South Africa uh, for the A tour, you know, and, and, and uh, against Zimbabwe as well. And we had some good time over there. And then since that, we become a really good friend. And yeah, it's, it's, it was just nice feeling, you know, of, we've, we won the Shield. I, I was the most wicket taker, best figures ever in the history of Sheffield Shield final, you know. Australia win the World Cup. I uh, got picked for West Indies and uh, for Ashes. Ashes, yeah. you know, I thought, yeah, yeah, I was, I was, you know, you dream about it. I'm going to play at Lords, you know, yeah, I'm going to yeah. play at Oval and uh, Ashes, you know, that's, the, that's I think it's, if not, if not the biggest, but a similar strategy as like, uh, as a cricket World Cup, you know, it's the yeah, same yeah. value. People, people in Australia and England care more about Ashes than cricket World Cup, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, no, I know. When when it's come to Ashes, and especially when it's Ashes in England, it's different. Yeah, I know it's it's it's, it's so good in Australia as well. But it's I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest with you. It's, it's different in England when you are in England. You know, yeah. Maybe maybe just for being an Australian for us, it's a little bit different to win over there. Yeah. But it's just it just feel a little bit better than England. You know, when you play Ashes in England, it's just feel like a very you are you are where somewhere. It belongs to, yeah. Then the cricket belongs to. So, yeah. But it's, it's so it's, it's such good facilities here. It's amazing here. The crowd and the stadiums and the summer and it's it's so beautiful here in Australia. But yes, Ashes in England is something different. I'm lucky. I'm so grateful. I never played, but yeah. I'm happy. I was there when we went at the Lords. You know, when Smudge made a double hundred, there was his rise. You know. Yeah. When Steve Smith becomes Steve Smith, you know, Michael Clark was so good at that time, but he was finishing, you know, Chris Rogers. And oh, I, had some, I had some amazing memories, you know, we won in, uh, I missed out in the first game in in, uh, in West Indies and I knew it. I'm not going to play. It was all over on electronic and print media and social media that Fuzzy is going to be a, a water boy, you know, for the next four months. And uh, I literally, I literally cried on the first day of the test match, you know, when I was on the bench and I was thinking everything. I knew that I took the most wicket. I'm such a good, in such good headspace. I'm bowling so well, you know. But I missed out. I know they're going to perform well, you know. And when they perform well, they, they were going to drop Jay, Josh Hazelwood for me. And he was the, the, the man of the series for that. Yeah, two, yeah. Two test matches in in West Indies, and I knew that even if I'm a selector or captain, I'm not gonna pick a second second spinner for for Ashes, you know, mm-hmm. because there's only you're gonna play only one spinner, yeah. And that was there was there was Nathan Lyon, 
you know, yeah. they're not going to pick second spinner. You know, there's no way. Even if I'm a, honestly, if I'm a coach or, or a captain or, you know, a selector, not, I'm not, not going to pick not, second not, spinner. Not in English conditions, especially as a not seamer. Not you, you, you pick three three seamers, one spinner, and maybe maybe one all-rounder. Even you don't need an all-rounder. Four bowlers in those conditions are enough. If you have someone like Nathan Lyon or someone, Graham Swan or like, you know, yeah. Ravi Ashwin, like, oh, yeah, such as some good spinner, you know. So yeah. you don't need a fifth bowler. Yeah. If the four, four bowlers can't take five, 20 wickets, the fifth bowler can't do anything, you know, yeah. because yeah. he's the least choice. Yeah. So, uh, the, yeah, it was tough for me. I knew that um, it's going to be hard for me to play again. And uh, when, I, when I got back, uh, I was so upset got back from ashes and uh, there was the end of the summer i was so honestly i really enjoyed but i was so bored as well imagine you carrying drinks for four months four yeah, yeah, long yeah. months i did it for six weeks. I, I did it for six weeks for scotland and south africa and uh, six weeks was long enough i cannot imagine doing it for four months it gets very lonely very three, three different continents you know you lose that charm in the in the team as well yeah uh you just you just enjoy off the field, you know. I'm not saying I wasn't enjoying the the winning or performing the other team players, but I'm just talking about myself, you know. You just lose your spot, you know, in the yeah. team, you know, and something like that. And I was just, I said, I want to go home. I want to go back to Australia. Doesn't matter what happens, you know. And then the next season was just fading off, you know. Like I was, I moved, I signed from Melbourne Renegades to. Sydney Thunder, so that was just a little bit of fresh start. Yeah. So different, different environment, different teammates, different coaches, different yeah. association, different city. Yeah, that was a good move. So uh, that year again, it wasn't that great. I bowled still well, but at the end of the season, John Holland came in, and he bowled really well. I still, I still took around thirty odd wickets, something twenty eight, thirty something wickets in that that year as well. And then I performed really well in the big bash. And there was a time when I started thinking about more wide board cricket than red ball. So the next season was, I played only a few games. And then the next season, I said, I'm going to finish, you know. And slowly, slowly, the last year, I just finished because of the one-day World Cup, you know, in England. And I thought I might get a chance because I was performing so well in wide board cricket. The last four seasons, I took the most wickets in she and in, uh, in Big Bash as a spinner. Uh, have the best economy as well. Even last year, Rashid Khan is is the is the world number one for the last two three years or four years something. Yeah. Like. And no doubt, he's he's the he's the king. He's the he's the best spinner in in the world right now in T20 cricket. Yeah. But I had the best economy. I took 15 or 16 wickets for for scorches. I bowled. So well, I uh, took the most wickets for Trinbago Night Riders. We won the trophy. I took the most wicket, second most wicket taker for Vancouver Nats. We won the trophy. Went to the C, uh, PSL. I didn't took the most wicket, but I bowled really well. Economy was really great. You when must have enjoyed. Went. You must have enjoyed going back to play for a play and be involved in a tournament um, for Pakistan. Obviously, that's really yeah, it was. Um, Amazing! It was it was amazing, and plus, uh, honestly, I was the only player in in uh, in Victorian history, one of three players that we won uh, three shields in a row in the history of shield cricket. So, three three uh, hat trick in 127 or 28 years. 
So that was the first time in I think New South Wales won before or maybe I don't know about the other, but I, I know 100% New South Wales won six or seven times in a row uh, mm-hmm. back in the days. But I'm being I'm being the part of the three hat tricks and then another season a season before um, I was in I wasn't the part of the grand final team, but I did play three four games that season as well, and we won another shield. So four shield plus one one day cup, one big bash as well plus PSL, plus CPL, plus Canada, and yeah, Canada. Finally, T10 uh, cricket, yeah, it was amazing, yeah. A couple, couple of things I want to touch, touch on with you. Um, one thing is that you're obviously a devout Muslim. Um, I'm a fellow Muslim as well. Um, you're some good, there's some nice things to hear about you. They say that you often leave the field in the day's play, ask the 12th man to come on. So you can go and read your uh, read your prayer. You also stood your ground um, with a with this fact that um, you didn't want to have the sponsor logo of um, it was an alcohol alcohol brand um, on your on your shirt, and it was actually uh, removed from your shirt so that it wasn't on your shirt anymore. Um, so obviously we know the likes of Hashim Amla, he wouldn't wear Castle Lager on a South African shirt. They also made that change for him. So it shows that you you know how much your faith and your religion means to you. How did you did you find that that was you were you know did you find like you had a backlash towards you on that um, or or people were were accommodating to you on this on that? No, well, at that time cricket Australia was pretty. Actually, they asked me honestly. They are asking. I didn't ask them. You know, so they have came to me and they asked me. You know, so what do you think about this? Do you want to put the logo on and maybe? And uh, it, it's on the record, you know. And even VB was pretty supportive as well. They came up to me. I had a, I had a good meeting with their managing director or someone. I don't remember at that time. But it was someone from, from Carlton and United Beverages from CUB. So yep. I had a good meeting with them. And then I said, yes, Matt, if you don't want to, there is any, you know, if I'm playing for Australia, I actually, I didn't play it after that. There was no logo on my one day on T20 shirt. but and there is no more way we sponsored either. So it's it's uh, um, it's different here now in Australia. So it's different sponsors since that time. So yep. there's no more problems for anyone up and coming. To no, but that's very that's Australia. very that's very good. That's very good that it wasn't like a you didn't have to argue. They came to you, which is very which is yeah. Nice. They came to me, but there was there was a lot of a lot of there was something really new in Australia. Australia is not that like England, you know, because England they rule us, you know, for for 200 years, they know everything about us in South Africa. There's a lot of Muslims, you know. Yeah. The community is different over there. But yeah. here in Australia, it's not like that. And they was unaware of those things. So there was a lot of criticism. Some people really, really uh, went on me. And, you know, at that time, you should go back to home and where you came from. And you yeah. shouldn't be allowed to play cricket if you don't wear so. I just I just learned how to ignore those things, you know. Yeah. And if you don't ignore, you're done with everything. So. It was it was okay for me, you know. I know, you know if there's deep down anything, you know, afterwards, you know, uh, towards me, I don't know personally, honestly. But at that time, Cricket Australia was very supportive. So does CUB as well. It was all good. Then recently, Usman Khawaja asked me as well, and he also said he don't want to wear as well. And he got lucky. He got lucky because they. Uh, 
they got sponsored the same they got sponsored alcohol sponsor for queensland as well and so does for australia and as soon as he moved to queensland and then he started playing for australia a little bit regularly the both alcohol sponsors gone yeah so he didn't have any problem at all then so he didn't the, even then need then to ask it. them yeah so yeah so he didn't even ask them to to so he's not going to use the logo so he got actually lucky and hopefully in the future if someone's playing they might don't need to argue or to talk about this thing and they might know already yeah. they might just yeah, because you without get, the logo you know there's so, so something yeah well I, i i as i said you know like i i might never play again for australia i'm still hoping for t20 cricket i might play but if i never play again you know something i uh uh there's a first step or you know a stepping stone i'm going to be as a count to for the community on the community side you know that represent my community and make it easier for the for the boys for the youngsters in the upcoming days when they represent australia so there's going to be a lot of especially with the halal food wise you know understanding the religion you know our faith as well and plus those things you know and it's going to be easier especially the mindset going to be changed as well if you are good enough you know if you can represent australia as well because uzi player as well myself player as well you know so there is there's a lot of a lot of positive things on their side you know especially regarding future wise so yeah. no that's that's an, that you know we're getting towards the towards the end now um it's it's amazing amazing story but what is it, what makes it more amazing is how quickly things transpired how quickly you went from playing great cricket to playing for australia to playing in the ashes to playing you know to receiving getting your citizenship obviously must have been a very proud memorable day for you this little boy from margoz who's uh, made this this amazing journey um i hope they bring a you should bring a book out that you, i definitely think that you should bring an autobiography out sometime i'm sure it would be a very good story for people to read i know was, i want I, i really wanted to write a book autobiography like was like a kind of a a road to the baggy green so that was actually the the heading you know yeah but i said I'm kind of, I'm very tough on myself as well as so I said if I never played for Australia if I never had a bag I'm not going to write a book. Yeah yeah. So there was kind of a thing you know I was really hoping you know there was could be a really good good you know like a name for the book on a road to the baggy green. Yeah. And um yeah I'm 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 still very grateful and thankful where I come from you know what I have achieved and what I'm still achieving there's still plenty to come you know maybe maybe off the field you know when i'm not playing maybe i'm coaching and or supporting you know the youngsters and something like that you know i got the skill to teach someone to play australia because even even not just for my community not for myself i would say i'm i'm really loyal to my art yeah. as a leg spinner and it's it's fading it's kind of fading from 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 test cricket because it's just the test cricket is changing so the the leg spinners more going towards because they are very successful in in T20 cricket like you know? yeah and it's more money it's less it's less hassle less less fitness than test cricket you know but i would love to teach and coach and guide someone to play test cricket for australia something like that my aim you know to help them and in test cricket maybe 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 in england or anywhere maybe in pakistan you know maybe somewhere else you know to help a youngster you know to 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 teach them how to to take cricket and board a cricket you know how to learn the art and how to get improve and something like that you know so there will be um, I'm still that's what I'm saying I'm still grateful and thankful there's plenty more to come as well but yeah what I have been 
through all these years, you know, tough times, good times, and um, it's part of the life. And uh, they, um, I would say I'm really thankful to a lot of people. They, they are part of this journey. I'm not the only one, you know, obviously thanks to Almighty, but there, there are people involved, you know, in this journey, you know, here in Australia, back in Pakistan, even in England, you know, there are people, there are people involved from everywhere, you know, they, they really flourish my career. They helped me to get to this stage, you know, and where I am now, especially, you know, I'm, I'm so grateful and thankful. There are regrets there. We all make mistakes and sins as well, but we do, we do some good stuff as well. And that's what you keep in your head and to go ahead and to, to repeat those things there. So, so very grateful and thankful. Well, listen, Fawaz uh, Bhai, it's been a it's been a pleasure to to listen to you and hear your story from the start to to till now. Um, I'm I'm probably going to post this in a couple of weeks' time. There's a couple of episodes coming beforehand. Um, I can't wait to put it out there to the public. I'm sure people will have a very very good response to it. It's such an interesting story. Um, you've done me, you know, I'm very proud of being a teammate of yours from 10 years ago to see what you've achieved. It's, 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 it's remarkable. May you have, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give you lots more success in your life. Um, you know, I hope you go into, like you say, coach, high level, um, give back to the, I know you're what kind of person you are, give back to what the sport, the sport has been so good to you. So give back to the sport as well. Um, I might get in touch with you, Fawad Bhai. Um, I'm, I'm certainly now, this is what I'm trying to do with my, my career, my life. Um, things have been going very well. Um, I'm hoping maybe I can gently tap into you down the line and maybe you can introduce me to maybe some of your, your big friends in Australian cricket. Maybe you can <laughs> get me, yeah, ask, the, ask a nice question to maybe a David Warner if he would give me one hour of his time for a podcast. Um, I'll sit, but I, 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 I know they're very busy people, but maybe, maybe you could try, try for me down the line. When you're in the UK again, brother, we must link up. We must get together. You have my word. If you come to the UK again, wherever you are, I will come to see you and we'll go for some dinner. Um, I wish you a very uh, big Eid Mubarak all the way from uh, Scotland when it, when it comes. Um, and thank you very much again, brother. appreciate your time. No, it's brother. A pleasure talking to you. Uh, Eid Mubarak to you too, to your family. And thank you very much. Good luck with your new career. Hope you feel flourish. And You'll be very successful. You're doing a good job. Uh, good luck with everything. Lovely to speak to you again after a long, long time. And uh, yeah, you are an absolute legend. Thank you very much for uh, uh, getting in contact with me. And uh, yeah, good luck with everything. Thank you, Mohan. Appreciate it. I appreciate right. it, brother. You take care. Oh, you too. Bye. Bye.